man, and sport. A timeless means of entertainment. Some men hit home runs. Others are curb stumped. Some win Cy Youngs. Others get dunked on. Some men become MVPs. Others have 70 saves in a game. But your stats won't matter here. Here we discuss the issues. Search the hearts of men. And judge in vivid detail. Only raw takes will do. This is sports analysis. This is sports unchained. This is Sportico. You can find us on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, all at Sporticus Live. That's Sport I C U S Live. Sporticus Live. See you there. NXT is uh, it, it's kind of capturing me. You know what I mean? Like it's it's bringing back the nostalgic feelings that I used to feel about WWF back when it was WWF, uh, and I can kind of see where they're going with this and I can get behind these guys. It's not too flashy and it's uh they're really drawing me in. I love that it's easily accessible on Hulu cuz I don't really care if I watch it live. Uh personally, right. I will become a fan to that extent, but I'm more of a kind of casual guy. I'll watch it while I'm eating some dinner on a Wednesday or Thursday night and then I'll, you know, text you about it and uh so that's that's kind of cool that they got that going on for them. So who's your favorite uh, in NXT right now? Ooh, so oh, man, that's yeah, a tough that question. Because that's everybody's a tough question. A hell of an athlete in there, right? Like you ain't not seen not one athlete in there. No, even, yeah, you you I mean, that's I I don't even know if I could answer that. The first couple people that come to mind are uh, the Moth, that dude, Man of the Hour. Yeah. Oh yeah, Leo Rush. I like that dude, yeah. uh, Matt Riddle, but I might be a little biased when it comes to Matt Riddle. You know, that's fine. That's background. fine. Yeah. And I got that. Keith Lee, how can you not <laughs> like that guy? Like, man, how can you not dope. like that guy? Yeah. He's dope, man. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know if you, you remember uh, Mia Yim, but that's his girl. That uh, The Korean chick, the half Korean, half black. Huh. See, I don't know. You know, I'm not. You that, know, if I'm you not, saw her, she the one that come out in the in the bandana. Man, I don't know. Maybe through. I did see her once or twice. Yeah, she. I think she's only been on TV once, uh, and I think that was maybe the first episode or second episode. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I, uh, but yeah. So he's he's doing his thing, you know. Like um, they out there, people out there getting together, and they gonna make some fantastic athletic babies. I'm gonna tell you that. But Keith Lee's amazing, man. He could yeah. do. 
anything that anybody else could do. I mean, he's not Ricochet, but damn. I mean, if you know, if you could take a splash of Ricochet and put that in Keith Lee, or uh, what do you think about uh, Pete Dunne and Walter? I don't know if you got to see the Walter and Kushida match, but I did. Um, I I watched the Pete Dunne match. I wasn't that big on his shtick. Uh, and that could be th- what they're going for. You know what I mean? Is he more of like a heel kind of guy? Uh, he used to be. He used to be a big heel. His, I mean, his nickname's the Bruiserweight. He literally just lost. He he ended up becoming a, a good guy uh, through his title run. You know how that goes. You, what is this yeah. thing that he does, does with the fingers? Um, that's joint manipulation. I don't uh, like that, dog. I don't like that. It's too cheesy. It's gotta go. Get out of there. With that. I, I, I tell, I tell you what. Like, see, here's the thing. You got an older brother. You got uh, no. I, I asked you that before. I'm, I'm sorry. Done. I was kidding. Right. Sorry about that. Um, well, I got an older brother. Uh, two older brothers actually. And if any, if he, if they do that, like they used to do stuff like that to me, because I would, I say the same thing. Man, that shit's corny. That shit don't hurt. And my brother would immediately take my finger and do something like that. And be like, did that hurt? I'd be like, hell yeah. I'd be like, why'd you do that? He'd be like, to show you that it's not, you know, like that is is that they're they're performing right now. The art of them not getting hurt or selling that they're hurt is, you know, like it's supposed to like it hurt. Because it actually does hurt, but they don't want to actually hurt each other. Like, so it, if you got if 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 um Cole uh Cole Henry he he's done pro wrestling like maybe a little bit he's dabbled he's done it a couple times. If that shit happens to you, like have you ever been put in a I think I asked you this before too. You ever been put in a figure four leg lock? Yeah. Yeah, that shit hurts. Like it'll snap your shin bone in like seconds. It's crazy. And if you if you turn over doing the figure four, it only makes it uh, 10 times worse. <laughs> like The first yeah. thing I did was like, I was like, I'm going to reverse the pressure in my mind when my brother put me in it. Mm-hmm. And I did that shit. And I actually literally couldn't get up after that. Mm-hmm. Like if you turn over, you make it worse. And it's now impossible for you to get up and assuring that you'll snap your, your femur, you know? But uh, oh. yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's, um, it's not everybody's, uh, taste and that's fine uh, I, I know a couple homies that don't like the joint manipulation i like it uh because it's just another element of stuff to it you know uh, just it's, another it's, element that he has cheesy yeah. it it doesn't it's it's i got it i can't i, I mean can't. but he he's dope besides that though wait till you see tyler bait take on uh uh cameron grimes next week mm. wait till because you, you saw the like because you saw him so you saw tyler bait punch him in his mouth I think I remember that. After I the think riddle I remember match, that. Yep, yep. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he came and shoved him, and he punched. He was like, "Look over here!" And he punched him in his mouth. Tyler Bate, probably like maybe five eight. Is that the UK about, dude? Yeah, about two hundred okay. pounds. Yeah. And that dude, he'll yoke up a three hundred pound dude like it's fucking nothing. That dude is immensely strong. Like when when it come down to you, you like him. Trust me, you gonna like Tyler Bate. You know he we'll see, you- man. I you know I'll, I'll give him a shot. I'll give him a shot. I'll, and uh, I like Rhea Ripley too. I'll give her a quick yeah. little shout out because she got dumps like a trunk. Yeah, yeah. A Rhea Ripley? I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, she got shoulders, you know. She was shouldery, but uh, yeah, you know, I like her. She reminds me of um, uh, kind of like like an eighties character, huh? 
She reminds me of China early. Yeah. 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 With, that's with a more personality. That's a good, yeah, no, that's that's a that's a good that's a good analogy. Uh that's a good comparison. Yeah, she she reminds me of um remember old girl from G.I. Joe that was with the um damn, I forgot their name. With Zartan and them. I know I'm going back. Nah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that one, dog. Oh, anyway, oh, she just gives me an '80s punk rock thing, and I like that. Like, it's really dope. Like a real cool, badass uh, '80s punk rock, like uh, glam rock type thing. You know what I'm saying? Like almost like uh, Jim, like from that cartoon. But like, whatever. Anyway, yeah, like real Ripley, she's doing her damn thing. Hopefully, she wins this title because they need to spice that title up. Shayna Baszler was great, but people are starting to talk that she she does the same thing all the time, and that's not that's not a good look, you know. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that Shayna Baszler, even with my MMA bias, she doesn't do it for me in the wrestling ring for some reason. Um, I think that what she has done for NXT, for all that I know, has been great, according to what you said. Um, yeah, she has. No, it's been, it has been great. She's yeah, been great. and she's a great, I think she's a great heel, but uh, I think Rhea Ripley is almost an even better heel that people like, like a badass, stone cold ish in her ways. Uh, as she, the way she draws the crowd in to uh, buy into her, you know, bully tactics almost. Cause that's really what she is, just a big old bully in there. Yeah, no, and, and I like it, man. You know, I, I think they're gonna have EO Shirai uh, actually interfere with it or something and stop her from getting the title. But like, um, Dakota Kai was somebody who she messed up her knee, but like they said, Shayna Baszler did it. They just kind of wrote her out like that. When you got a legitimate in- injury, you say somebody in the, did it in the ring, you know what I'm saying? So it'll look better because you got to go anyway. Well, I say, oh, they got hurt performing. Like that's mm-hmm. stupid. So yeah, Dakota Kai, uh, your girl, I guess you're taking a liking to her and Tegan Knox. I really don't. Nope, I don't. Oh, you I, don't? I, I texted you what's up with her hair because it, it really bothers me. It, it gets out of place mess. quickly, don't it? it well, go- it, it, it's almost <laughs> like they purposely did that. And I'm like, why would you do that? She looks crazy. Maybe she, that's she, what they're going yeah. for. She's got a um she ha- she just came back off an of ACL uh injury. Uh so um her and Tegan Knox actually just had the exact same surgeries on like and then Tegan Knox like messed up her other knee, so like that's why they in the stone cold braces. Um but yeah, they, they haven't gotten to tell their stories yet. Like, I mean, you do have to think about it like this, like they got a bunch of returns, they haven't told everybody's story. Like to you. They're trying to tell you their story now. So, you know, it's 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 going to take a while for you to kind of like people because you're not there with them yet. You know, same thing with AEW with what they're doing. They're starting fresh and co- kind of clean with these people. And, uh, you know, you're going on a journey with these people. AEW is doing a terrible job, if you ask me. Like, I'm not watching. I'm not I'm not watching YouTube, to, you know, find out what your story is. You mm-hmm. know, fuck. I, I uh <laughs> I feel that I, I think that I, I miss one thing I do miss about WWE that NXT isn't doing is the fireworks, and I don't know if that's something that's only because they're limited on space and whatnot. With that man. too, and you know they like the see they're an indie, 
they're an indie uh, style thing. That's why. So everybody who's come to NXT has been from some, you know, pretty much from somewhere else. You know, uh, they're all from somewhere else. There's mm-hmm. no homegrown stuff. Yeah, you know, like you know, so it's all. It gives them a home. It makes guys like Keith Lee and everybody else feel way more at home because they're not used to the pyro. And I think that would bump up the the production value to a level where it feels more, hey, we got to do this for TV. We got to do that for TV. And they want to stay away from that, the Mm. heavily produced stuff. Because that's that's the realm AEW is in. And Mm. I don't think NXT should ever be there. I don't think they should ever ramp up production value to where you at home don't feel like you right there with them. AEW mm. makes me, it takes me out of it because when I'm there, it's a great show because it's live and I'm part of the crowd and the excitement. When I'm at home, I'm not feeling the same way that AEW crowd feels. Mm. you know. And I've spent a great deal of money and a great deal of time invested in AEW stuff. I will I will say that NXT does a really good job of doing that, at sucking the viewer in and kind of getting you emotionally involved. Yeah. That is pretty cool. So I can I can see how they do that. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's got to be an intimacy. That's why it's so dark there and stuff like that. When NXT wrestlers wrestle, it's just you and them. It ain't mm-hmm. just, and the crowd, the crowd kind of creeps up on you and you get swept away and you feel like part of that crowd. AEW's already chanting and stuff like that. And you might get synergy from them, but it's just very, very different, you know. Uh, I I've been to both live shows and NXT is super intimate. Way super hardcore type stuff, you know, uh wrestling fan stuff. Uh well like, you know, so uh have you checked out a- AEW at all? Um not really. I seen that one time that Kane Vel- wasn't Kane Velasquez on there. No, that was uh Jake Hagar that was on there. Who was on? What was Kane Velasquez first uh, wrestling? Smackdown. Thing? That was Smackdown. That was no, one- no. He was on some random show, wasn't he? Oh, the Triple A. Oh yeah, the Triple A thing with uh Cody and a couple other people. Yeah. Oh okay. It's a Triple A. Triple A Mania. Okay, so that's what I watched a little bit. Right. Now, I've never seen the AEW. Yeah, it's it's um. You you have to make your own assessment. I don't want to be I don't want to be that guy to just stump it in the ground. But I, you know, I I've watched both products, both NXT and AEW. And AEW is this weird hybrid. Mm-hmm. It's a step above NXT in production value. But which one do you think's the better wrestling? If I told you to watch NXT, you know, like they don't have Matt Riddle. He's transcendent. They don't have Matt Riddle, dog. They don't. They don't have a guy in there. There's, there's a lot of flips. It's very flashy. Very. So, like, you you know, like, the first thing you said when we started was, you know, uh, it's not too flashy. Like, AEW is very flashy. There's a lot of flips. There's a lot of spots. They mm. don't They don't have videos. They don't have vignettes to tell you who was who and why before mm. they even got there. So, you don't know what the fuck's going on with the story. Even I don't. And I watch it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I watch it. I know who these people are. It's very unfair to me to make me have to go watch, uh, you know, the Being the Elite series online. Like, they did that with Alien Covenant. Alien Covenant was garbage, you know? They killed James, James Franco, a big-time actor. Of real, He was the biggest actor in a fucking movie besides uh, 
the dude that played the android, the dude that played David. Um, so you got David Frank, you know, Dave Franco, and he fucking dies in the beginning of the movie, right? But they had, uh, did you watch Alien Covenant? No. Oh, good. Anyway, you know, <laughs> because I don't plan he, on it either, so you're not spoiling anything for me. If I had to tell you, well, he dies in the beginning of it, but okay. there's like 30 minutes worth of video or, or whatever on YouTube. There's little short little video clips on YouTube about his story before then. Mm. Nigga, why don't you put that in the movie? Mm. You got two and a half hours to make a movie and you can't say shit, just like mm -hmm. with AEW. You got two hours. Raw and SmackDown never asked me to go to an outside source to get my storyline. They tell it within there. And people always miss that. People are like, oh, this shit sucks. It's like because they build their stories on television. They have to take an hour or so sometimes to tell you this story, literally, because if they don't, you're going to have to go to YouTube. You know? Sure. Like, so, you know, it, it is what it is, you know? But, uh, Cody's over. Cody's a big star over there. Jericho's a big star over there. Other than that, man, like um, they can miss me with that shit. You know, they got they got like they got like six people that are good. And then other than that, I'm 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 kind of I'm I'm checked out on it. But uh, yeah, Matt, your boy Matt Riddle, he got another win uh, on NXT. Yep, he did. He looked good. He was looking real good. I like his style, man. He's he's just kind of real chill. And then he explodes, man. That's that's the kind of wrestler that I like to tune in to see week after week. And then my girl, she be over there in the kitchen, be like, bro, 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 bro. <laughs> yeah, I like just, his music, too. It's pretty cool. Yeah, we just be having a good time when Matt Riddle's out there. So I, I like that. Yeah, you know, and then uh, that's definitely, I like, it, his style's going to be the one that gets people over. Because people want to see more, like, well, what you know, him people want to see what a, a person from the MMA world is going to do. Get out of here! Don't start me out and me do it. You don't kitty. want shit. It's silly kitty. Get out, of silly kitty. But yeah, you know, um, I gotta go sit down because this dude is gonna bug me. <laughs> no, but um, you know, yeah, uh, Matt Riddle is uh, the guy that's gonna get people like you in. Uh, yeah. That's why they got Kane Velasquez in there, and they got Jake Hagar in there too. Um, Let me tell you Jake who else I love. I like, even though she lost, uh, Bianca Belair. I like her too. Yeah, she's uh she's uh married to one of the street prophets, Montez Ford. The, oh, what? Uh, tall, yeah, tall, super tall black dude. Yeah, you know, you should know what I'm talking about. I think I seen one of his matches. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, him, and uh, him and D'Angelo Dawkins. Uh, they on Raw now, but yeah. Uh, yeah, she's married to him. You know, Wait, even, they're on Raw now. Yeah, they used to be on NXT. When you saw NXT, they probably were still there, and now, now they got drafted to Raw. Like, so, how long ago was this? Their first match on Raw was just this week. So, oh man, <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah, because uh, I think it was you I was talking to. You said Monte. You could see Montez Ford and Velveteen Dream main event in a a uh, WrestleMania one year. Is that was that was that you? Absolutely. Damn, not. who told me that? Yeah, but well, <laughs> well, here's the thing. I want you to remember that though, because that's absolutely the truth. I didn't I, I, I could see it, but it was super far off. It was a big fantasy. Um, but Montez Ford did something that was nuts. And and and, and I didn't think that he would take off like this, but now they're gonna strap a rocket to him. 
they won. They run out through the crowd after they won. You know, they dancing like they usually do. And he just took a baby out of some lady's hand and started dancing with the baby. Like, this was an infant. And and that that just went viral, dude. Like, yeah. everybody absolutely loved that. So Montez Ford, was a, he's an overnight sensation now. People already loved him. But, man, I mean, when you start dancing with babies and shit, it's like going on a dan- campaign train, you know? Campaign trail, so. Yeah, man. That's, uh... Yeah. Man, I'm low-key. Now I'm kind of mad. Oh, because you didn't watch Raw or what? Yeah, dude. I don't really I don't really be watching the Raw like that, dude. They're, I don't like the way that their camera angles look. It's yeah. so cheesy. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, it I'm it literally too. kills my whole vibe. It takes me out of it, but like, um, I'm, I'm just so entrenched in it. Like, I can't. You I can't. can't not. T- Right, you know, uh, I mean, Seth Rollins. I didn't. I, I, I didn't. I was in denial about it for a long time, quite a while. But Seth Rollins has been my favorite wrestler since he did. He did these moves in the Shield. He just dove twice and landed on his feet, and the crowd erupted. And it's ever since then, I had my eye on him. And then he t- he had the Shawn Michaels turn on Marty Jannetty. You know, when he when he uh, hit Roman Reigns in the back. And and left the shield, you know, uh, like this dude, he's been the man since then. He's even when he back when he turned heel and he was champion, and he was like, I'm the man. Now he's with Becky Lynch. That was my first clue that they were together. I said, man, why would she be using his same shtick? She's using it in a very different way, but she's mm-hmm. using it. And the last guy to say he was the man was Seth Rollins. And it wasn't very long ago. And then I was, and then I saw them in pictures together. I was like, they, they fucking, they gotta be fucking. And then it comes out, they're dating, you know, like so. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, so, so I'm, I'm entrenched in it, man. You know, like I, if the Shield was great. I just, Seth Rollins is that dude. Seth Rollins is the first NXT champion. That's a giant fucking deal. Uh, Seth Rollins is a guy that used to be in matches with, uh, with, um. Kenny Omega and Daniel Bryan back on the uh, independent scene. A lot of people don't remember that or even know that. And it's like, dude, you know, this is one of the best wrestlers in the world. And he has been since then. Mm-hmm. And nobody's been giving him credit for it, you know. Uh, so then when he's saying, I'm the best wrestler in the world, people are like, whatever. It's like, nah, you didn't see his earlier work. What you see is his televised work right now, you know. Uh, his watered down product, but the dude is the only man besides Goldberg to have a winning, a legitimate winning record over Brock Lesnar, The Undertaker, John Cena, Roman Reigns. None of those guys have a winning record against a legitimate winning record against Brock Lesnar. Hmm. He's never been squashed against Brock Lesnar. John Cena has. Roman Reigns has. These niggas have been destroyed by. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, you see what I'm saying here? Like, hmm. <laughs> Seth Rollins is the only guy in modern history to have, and Goldberg's is manufactured, you know? It really is. He, I mean, so I could take Goldberg off the list. If I just say storyline for storyline, pound for pound, the only man to ever be better than Brock Lesnar is Seth Rollins. Straight up. Even if I take away all the briefcase wins and all this other shit, this nigga still has a winning record against Brock Lesnar. Who else does? 
The only guy that have a legitimate winning record over Brock Lesnar is Cain Velasquez. Legitimate. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, Alistair Overeem smoking all that dope, you know, whatever he was doing. <laughs> you know, I'm not talking about in, inject a, injecting roids Alistair Overeem or over or what the Uber Ream is what they used to call him. But like, not, you're like, so that's crazy, you know. Um, Very so interesting. That's, that's why I watch Raw like that. But uh, back back to all, uh, all that other stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, NXT is where it's at. You definitely gonna have some fun when they they haven't even displayed everything yet. Um, now, did you did you watch it all the way through to the end to see the surprise? I did. I did watch oh. it through to the end. <laughs> now, how? I, what was your reaction to that? Uh, okay, so at first I was a little pissed off, you know. <laughs> right. um, that's then, good. And that's yeah, good. you know that's what they want. I, and I right. can kind of I started to respect that, and you know. I still respect Finn Balor as a wrestler and athlete, and I think that this move is going to be good. Um, I don't. I think this. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I think it's good. Now, let me tell you why it's, it's fantastic. Number one, it was kind of crowded at the top. You got Matt R- for the for the good guys. You got Matt Riddle. Assuming I'm assuming because um, Tommaso Ciampa is opposite. You know, a heel faction that he's a baby face now. So you got you got Gargano, Champa, uh, Riddle, uh, Velveteen Dream. He's not, you know, because he's opposite them, opposite the uh, Undisputed Era also. So like these are they're de facto baby faces just because. So you got all this, all this stuff going on at the top with baby faces. But you can't have that many baby faces, right? And then you add Finn Balor. So who do you get a belt to? Is it Champ or Balor? Now, shit. <laughs> now it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I'm pretty. And and I was just about to tell my wife, right when Finn Balor came out, I was gonna say, you know, this is the most influential man in modern day wrestling history. He is literally what Hulk Hogan was to the industry when he flipped with NWO, because. Mm. When he started Bullet Club, Bullet Club turned into the AEW. Bullet Club turned into uh, the Undisputed Era, which is running NXT right now. All of those guys are Bullet Club guys. The OC, AJ Styles, Bullet Club. Um, Young Bucks, Bullet Club. Kenny Omega. He wasn't relevant until he turned heel, turned on AJ Styles, and joined Bullet Club. He wasn't relevant until then, dude. Mm. He wasn't. He he was a great wrestler, but he was never that dude. And then he picked up Kenny the Cleaner, and he was all because that's when he had the white streak in his hair, like Seth Rollins. Or well, Seth Rollins had a blonde blonde streak, but you see what I'm saying? Like a lot of stuff that Kenny and and and, and Seth do are very similar. They have a lot of the same similarities. You know, a lot of things they do kind of the same. That's how Seth Rollins heel run when he was with the Shield. That's how Kenny's was when he was uh, in, in Bullet Club. But now, Adam Cole, he got kicked out of Bullet Club, He, I think by AJ Styles. He was, he, you know, he's at the top of NXT. Then you got Finn Balor, the first of Bullet Club to leave New Japan, go to NXT, right? Now he's back in NXT. What the fuck does he do? Flip and join you know, this new bullet club, so to speak. 
<laughs> you know, so that shit, dude, I jumped up, I popped. I was like, yo, he kicked that nigga in the head. I did not see that coming. I was like, Gargano, I was like, what? So yeah. they're, they're unbeatable now, though. That's crazy. Now they are literally unbeatable. There's no one that's going to beat them. But this is beautiful because we get we get like a pretty much an NWO style thing. And so everybody are yeah. they on the same team now? Is that what that was? Or was he it didn't just, say that. But that's what I was thinking. I mean, because yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, Finn Balor's a bad guy. We know that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, because the uh, you know the undisputed era beat the shit out of them after after they got hit. They was hammering them down. So True. it's just it's just you know it's gonna be great. And they got something going on that's better. And AEW's got Jericho. Jericho's the goat, and we all know that. That's a lot of star power right there. When we talk about what's really going on, longevity, everything. Finn Balor is the man to start it all because he's the man, the first dude to that could write his own check, write his own everything. He could do whatever he want. And 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 he still kind of gets to do whatever he want. He's made a lot of money in WWE. He's been champion. Um, you know, Seth Rollins hurt him by mistake. You know, he got hurt. He was the first universal champion, though. So he was the guy they was putting a stamp on and saying, we running with him, right? It's whatever. Hmm. Uh, another guy. Funny thing about the, I'm gonna bring up Brock Lesnar because he's kind of kind of the measuring stick. The only other guy, the only other guy that looked great against Brock Lesnar. I'm talking about start to finish. The best looking dude besides Seth Rollins, Finn Balor. He never, he was never f five in a match by Brock Lesnar. He did lose. He lost to a uh, a uh, a Kimura. But that's because Brock literally had to catch him in it, or Brock was about to lose. So, hmm. yeah, he Brock caught him in the Kimura and beat him. He never he f five him after the match, but he never ever beat him with an f five. Now you tell me about booking. That's crazy. He did not use his finisher. Imagine if you're somebody going up against a Rock or Stone Cold, and they never stun they never stun you or give you the rock bottom. You fucking money. You you a made man, right? You have mm-hmm. to be for that not to happen. So it's great to see him back. It's great. Man, I mean, he's a heel. Uh, as a matter of fact, he, uh, after SmackDown on FS1, because it's going to be an FS1 today. I forgot about that because of the uh, World Series. He's he's supposed to have an interview on WWE backstage. I'm actually going to watch that shit. Mm. Like, I, I mean, I, I like WWE backstage is pretty much... Uh, you know the Sunday, the, the Sunday Fox thing that they, the Sunday thing they do for football on Fox. It's right. the same thing. They just do it for wrestling. It's pretty cool. I actually like it. I like it a lot. Got Booker T on there. Um, but we're not gonna talk. We're not gonna wrestle this show to death. We're not. But that's gonna be some good stuff with Finn Balor. We need to talk about whether or not Patrick Mahomes is playing this week. He's been practicing, but will he play? Well, actually, uh, that's funny you mentioned. Actually, about an hour and a half ago, Coach Andy Reid went ahead and let us know that he will not be playing this weekend against the Green Bay Packers. So we basically got the 2012 Kansas City Chiefs versus Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Yeah, that's going to be an ass whooping. Uh, That's unfortunate. if 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 I'm Patrick Mahomes, this is what I do. This is literally what I do. I say, if I can't win this fight, 
I mean, if I can't, yeah, this fight is a fight. It's a dog fight. If I can't win this game, if I can't play in this game against Green Bay, who we might very well see in the Super Bowl, there's no reason for me to even continue on. You know, I need to do it this week. Let's see what I can do this week and get a game plan going because I need to show Green Bay and the world that I can beat these Super Bowl caliber teams because I haven't. You see what I mean? Like if it was New England, I'd do the same thing. I was like, nah, I got to play them. I don't give a fuck what's wrong with what. Man, I mean, I know you're saying he hasn't, but if it wasn't no, for it's, D4, it's not a knock. It's not a knock on him. I, what I'm saying, I'm saying what he should be saying. I know. I know. Saying, but, I know. But yeah, yeah. Well, it, here's the thing. It, well, it, he's definitely not playing. He's he's officially been listed as inactive for the summer. Mm-hmm. So he, he, he is not playing. So if you got him on your fantasy football team, take him off because you got to do something else. Patrick Mahomes ain't playing. There's still a potential we can win, though. I, I have faith. I really do, because uh, Matt Moore, he didn't look extremely bad when he had to come in and sub. Can't, granted, it was against the horrid Broncos, but that's another story. He still had some pretty decent passes. They uh, you know, maintained the ball, and then the defense stepped up as well and got them some points on the board. So we just need to do that same exact thing against the Packers, who— are they really all stars this year? No, I wouldn't say they're all stars, but like, um, they could give they could give New England a run for their money if they were in the in the uh, Super Bowl, and I hope that's this year's Super Bowl because that would be good. That would be really good. I yeah. think they because I don't I don't think the I think the Niners are for real, but they ain't played nobody. They played the Rams, and I don't know what the fuck the Rams are anymore, to be honest. It's, it's different if they had played if if the Niners had pit, played the Bears week two. You see what I'm saying? True. Like that's 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 where you know where they they at. It does matter when you play guys. So that's that's what I mean about with this uh, Patrick Mahomes and KC uh, playing Green Bay. It matters when you play people, and you want a significant signature win. You want this signature win now. So that when people go and look back at your season, because other teams see this and they go, oh, he didn't play that game. And either they sometimes when they underestimate you, it's a terrible thing for you. You know, you can't always rise above it. If they underestimate you, they're just even worse. They hound you for a defense to underestimate Patrick Mahomes could be really bad for him because then then they did. They just, you know, what I'm saying they were relentless with pressure. And they mm-hmm. don't respect you. Sometimes when you're underestimated, it's not hubris on the part of the other team. It's the fact that uh, they're not respecting your game. So I mean, I, I, what I'm saying here is he might, he, he, even though he's not playing, it would have been cool for him to say, we'll play a quarter and see how it goes. Something, you know, like, I, I don't want to give them this freebie. You know, I don't want to give them a, a clean look well, at us like, Part of I think part of the decision making is honestly, Mr. Andy Reid, he's taken a lot of flack, uh, even for the injury that Patrick Mahomes t- took. Because if you remember, it was on a quarterback sneak where he dislocated yeah. his knee. And um, a lot of people said, you know, with him having the ankle issues from the pre- previous week, 
why would you, you know, risk a quarterback sneak? Um, they did get the first down and whatnot, but Andy Reid took a lot of flack for that call. So I'm almost certain that the feedback that he's gotten from that decision making is affecting the decision to not play his quarterback against a team that's six and one right now. You know, now, let him. What, what did you say about that though? Like, yeah. so, I mean, you're the fan. What do you think about that? Do you well, think that that was the case or that the quarterback sneak was fine? Like, you tell me your take from the quarterback sneak on up pissed. to right now. I did not like it. I did not like it. I did not like it at all. Um, instantly, I was like, what? When, I mean, because you can't tell until it's happening, right? As soon as I saw it happening, I'm like, what are they doing? This is our guy, and he's getting squished in there. Uh, and sure enough, worst case scenario, you know, he, he got injured on the play. Um, they're saying his MRIs look good, but this is a dislocated knee you're dealing with. I mean, right. I've seen this injury before in jujitsu and you really don't just <laughs> bounce back from that. Like in a week, you need time. Just, it's just time. And he hasn't had the proper amount of time. And I don't think you rush him to play against a hungry six and one Packers, you know, let him have another week to heal, see how he feels. And then, you know, start him against the Vikings who less of a threat as far as sacks are concerned. Um, maybe, uh, I, I mean, who do they play after the Vikings? Let's be real. Tennessee Titans. Well, then put them up in there against the Titans, even though that's kind of a trap game. Yeah. I would not play them against the Vikings because that that Vikings defense is good. And also, they need to stay afloat with Green Bay. So if Green Bay come in there and beat that ass, they need to come in there and they're going to try to beat your ass even worse, try to make a statement because they're in the same, um, they're you know, they're in the same uh, division. And they and they're actually yeah you you might be right and they're coming off a of bye it probably yeah. wouldn't be the worst thing to sit Patrick two weeks and as a fan I would probably be okay with that and right. then let him come back against the Titans Chargers Raiders yeah because you got a terrible division like the Chargers are uh, not great but like the Chargers might even win it who knows <laughs> you know the Chargers aren't great uh, Denver is terrible uh, I'm sorry no Flacco's terrible let's get that right Flacco's <laughs> terrible because. Denver's is good enough to where if they had a quarterback, like if they had Tom Brady, do you think they'd be terrible? He'd be managing the game and not be sacked as much. He'd yeah. be better than he'd be better than Flacco. If if, if Denver had Tom Brady, well, they had Peyton Manning and, and won the you know the whole thing, right? And he was terrible. He was on the slide. You want to talk about somebody who fell off? Damn, like you know. Uh, but yeah, he. Um, I would rest him and then put him back in there against the Tigers. It, it just makes sense to do so because your division's terrible enough to where you well, can actually rest people. I think it's a ju- it's all situational, right? You see how Matt Moore does against the Packers. You weigh that into the equation. You see how Ma- uh, Patrick Mahomes feels, how his knee's feeling. You weigh that into the equation. And then you, you see just how your team overall is looking going into – uh, a healthy Vikings, because like I said, they're coming off a bye uh, when they play us on the third of November. I I I sit them down. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, I think if you look at it, look at it now. Like fuck it. If you gonna look at it, nah, I ain't playing them. But but you gotta win. You know, you gotta have. Some well, if we lose that, though, if we lose the Packers game, it, 
it becomes sticky, you know, because you need your best players at that point. Uh, and especially if, you know, the Chargers go ahead and get a dub or the, or the Raiders and, and or the Broncos, you know, if the division starts to close on us, it's not good. That's all I got to say, because we do still have to fucking play the Patriots, man. We have to play those guys in December. Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be not gonna be a good look for y'all. But I mean, it'll be. We'll see. We'll see. Um, we did. We did beat them in the in the season last year. That's true. That's true. They just but, beat us in the playoffs. Also you bullshit. know, the thing about the thing about KC is they don't stay consistent. They just kind of degrade over time. Hey, Amen. Well, no, <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look, look. Okay, so you know my my team is 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 the Bears slash Packers, and, and uh, pack the Packers might be good, but look at the Bears, dude. They're in shambles. Shambles. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, which I've been saying for a very long time, is garbage. Um, he has the ability to be good, but like he's not good. Uh, and Matt Nagy is not a good coach. I've been saying this since before, you know, since, I've been saying it since the season, you know, before the season started last season. I was like, Matt Nagy's an idiot. I heard him talk. It only took one conversation. And, and Mitchell Trubisky's just a yes man. All right, Coach Nagy, I'll do whatever you say. Like, he's not good. He's, neither one of those guys are good. So I'm not trying to tear you down. Like, you got the best, you got the best QB in the league. Patrick Mahomes. Is that dude like I didn't think anybody could be actually better than Aaron Rodgers? And 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 uh, as far as what Patrick Mahomes could do, he's better than Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Not put together, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I, I, what I, what I mean is when they degrade over time, is Andy Reid's teams he they they start off great, and then he just kind of slacks up a little bit every year. You know, when you guys had uh, Alex Smith, that should have you should have won one of them years with Alex Smith in that defense. Yeah, yeah. But but what Andy Reid would do is run bad offenses. Like he did it. He did it in. Um, <clears throat> he did it in Philadelphia with yeah. with Donovan McNabb. So of course he'd do it with Alex Smith. But his his teams are great over time. Because he doesn't keep them running like smooth. The defense was great with Alex Smith, right? All-time defense. It was fucking phenomenal. Them and Denver had great defenses back then. And then, you know, Alex Smith left, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, now you got Patrick Mahomes. But your defense isn't what it used to be. But if you look at you look at the Niners team, they they degraded. But they kept their defense, you know, like they kept their prowess, at least. And that Niners defense is really good, just like it was back when they had Alex Smith, you know. So they're trying to maintain that identity. And KC has a very difficult time maintaining their teams. And, and you know, they just they just slowly degrade. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. It's uh, it's cursed us for. Longer than I've been alive, buddy. It's uh, and you know the Royals went ahead and broke through three years ago. I oh think, yeah, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to go ahead and make it happen. If not this year, 
pretty soon, man. They'll go ahead and figure out the algorithm they need to make this balance between one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL. And all we really need is a mediocre defense. And uh, real, what? actually, we need a better O-line. But, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Now, who, who are your favorites to make the Super Bowl? Oh, I, I'm 100% biased, brother. Come on, man. <laughs> that's fine. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. KC. That's fine. Right. I think it, they have the ability to get it together and and, and beat uh, New England. I'm not counting them out whatsoever. I mean, if you think about what I said, they don't even have to put Patrick Mahomes in here this week or the next week. Like, they can afford to lose games. Right. And still couldn't still win the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? So I I ain't even worried about that. But um mm-hmm. so who you got coming out of the NFC? Hmm. As I look at this, um it's hard not to it's hard not to pick someone out the NFC North. Like it, it just really is. I don't see anyone out of the West or East getting it done. And I mean, I don't see the Saints making it out of the South. I, I mean, I know they'll make it to the playoffs, but I don't think they'll make it to the Super. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and ride with the Bears. Ooh, still? You know the Bears are 3-3 three and three and terrible now, right? <laughs> I'm going to ride with the Bears. Look, I like an underdog story. Or maybe, actually, look. Actually, now that I'll re-look at it, the Seahawks. Let's go with the Seahawks. Okay, yeah, that, that makes more sense. than that. Because I'm like, dude, Mitchell Trubisky's in there, like, they lost on a kick. People were like, oh, well, he drove him down there and they missed a the kick. Had he been better in the game, he wouldn't have to drive them down there late in the game. Mm-hmm. Let's get that, you know, he should have executed uh, earlier in the, in the game. And, and it wouldn't have been as close as a kick. People like to forget stuff like that. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, uh, it is what it is. Uh, so how is the NBA looking for you? So, I, you may not you may not follow it very closely, but yeah. like, how is it looking to you? Well, you know, I got a couple of friends who are big NBA heads. I am definitely not one of those guys. Um, I I played a few two Ks, you know, back in the day, but I haven't played one of those or owned one in about three years. Um, uh, from what I understand, the Lakers are going to be really, really good. Um. And then there's a few super teams. So I think maybe the Lakers are going to make it to the finals and they're probably going to end up playing who? Like the Raptors again? Does that sound no. right or no? Not at all. Okay. Is Kawhi so. gone? Yeah, dude, I'm fucked up. Does <laughs> <laughs> that sound good? I was like, not at all. He said no. He said no. Yeah, I, I couldn't let you be out there. I'm like, yeah, you, you kind of in the ballpark. You're in the ballpark. As far so as the Lakers, right? Not Toronto. The last not to- Lakers. Where's Kawhi? He's in the Clippers. And as a matter of fact, a couple days ago. They got spanked, he- didn't they? No, the Clippers beat this shit out of the Lakers. Like, it wasn't like what they just did to uh, the uh, Golden State Warriors last night. Because they whooped. They ass. That was an ass whooping. <laughs> like, it was completely different. But, like, yeah, the Clippers don't have everybody on their team. Lakers don't have everybody on theirs. But... The Clippers are missing an all-star. They're missing an MVP all-star. They're missing Paul George, one of the premier players in the league. The Lakers just missing a couple of bench guys. The Lakers got beat up. 
They're not as good as the Clippers. And this is their team. Like, like the Lakers had their whole – they had pretty much their their full squad. You know, they were they were like 90%. The Clippers were clearly at like 65%, and they were able to kick their ass. So the Clippers, you know, they play in the same building as the Lakers. They're not going to get their own stadium to, for like a couple year, couple more years. They got because they got the new owner and he's building them a new stadium and stuff like that, which I think is great. Kawhi Leonard picked up the mic and made a statement and pretty much said, "This is our building now." And then mm. they proceeded. Then he proceeded to beat the shit out of LeBron James. Mm. <laughs> so the Lakers mm. aren't going any fucking where. As a matter of fact, from that game last night. Nobody's going anywhere except the Clippers. They're the number one team in the fucking NBA for as long as they feel like being. <laughs> like I'm not going to question it. It's undisputed. People are like, that's one game. No, it was more than one game. It was a statement game. It was a game without one of their star players, the guy that even Kawhi said, I'm not going to the Clippers. He, he, wherever Kawhi Leonard ended up, he wasn't going unless he had Paul George. He really wanted to play with him, and that was his whole bargain. He told Toronto, I want Paul George. If you go get him, I'll stay. He mm -hmm. told L.A., he told the Lakers, hey, if you get Paul George, I'll, I'll come here. And then the Clippers was like, we can make Paul George happen. He was like, get Paul George, and I'll come there. Clippers won. Mm. <laughs> Clippers, Clippers got Paul George, and the Clippers are beating this How shit out of him. deal. Bro, it's like it's kind of like what New England's doing to everybody right now. It's not even fair. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not even fair. I mean, literally, they look like clear favorites like the Bulls did in the ninth. This yeah. was the last time you saw this clear of favorite in the NBA. And and it's supposed to be wide open, but Houston lost last night to uh the Houston Rockets. You know, they got they got a uh, they just got Russell Westbrook, and now they, you know, and they have James Harden already. Sure. So they got Russell Westbrook adding that to that team. They lost. They had a sixteen point lead. They were blowing Milwaukee out of the water. But if it's one thing I know now, do not count Giannis out. Giannis oh. Antetokounmpo, uh, uh, don't fucking count him out because they came back and they beat him. You know, like I can never pronounce his last name. I can do it, but it is a little hard. You know, you oh. can just call him the Greek freak. Greek freak. Yeah, you just call him the Greek freak. You know, but Anta Kampuko. Anta Oh, I think I hit it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> I ain't gonna do it again. Right. It's, it's hard to do though. You only, you only need to do it once. You know, I always, as as an analyst, you know, what I'm saying as a journalist and stuff like that, I'm like, do I really need to say somebody's name once? Yes. <laughs> yes, you always need to be able to pronounce their name because uh, eh, it's kind of hard saying, "Hey, dude, what's up?" You know, <laughs> when you're yeah. trying to get their <laughs> trying to get their interview and shit. Uh, yeah, I'm here with uh, I'm here with the Greek freak. The Greek, <laughs> <You> just... uh... <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, Giannis, uh, and he still don't have a jump shot, man. And that dude just he's unstoppable. Somebody posted on Twitter. They said if you eliminated the paint. Giannis would be uh he would be useless. And I'm like, well, that's stupid because he had a paint. I don't know what kind of point he was trying to make. It's like just if you don't like dude, just say I don't like him. You know, that's what I do. That's why I don't like him. You know, like I, I don't I don't make excuses for bullshit biases I have. I just say I don't like this person. Hmm. You know, 
But yeah, uh, so so the, so it's supposed to be wide open, but the Rockets lost. That's supposed to be a team that's supposed to be so good that they could t- take down the Clippers or the Lakers. Bullshit. They can't take down. They can't town take down um, Milwaukee, and they lost a couple players. You know, they lost Middleton and Brogdon, which were two star players for them last season. So, yeah. Um, so now you heard it from me. The Clippers are the best team. Yeah. Well, you know, I uh, yeah, man, I I'll probably I'll probably pay a little bit closer attention as the season ends. <laughs> right, I'm not, not I'm not an NBA guy at all. Uh, but shoot, uh, M- N- uh, MMA, UFC, all day long. You catch me on that. Speaking of, let's go in depth. Let's go more in depth with what we were talking about yesterday. Mm-hmm. Now. Who, you know, uh, uh, Conor McGregor, uh, I don't know if we got into this, but we're going to get into it now. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, uh, allegedly, apparently, <laughs> I can't say apparently, I'll get in trouble, sorry. <laughs> allegedly, there are out new allegations against Conor McGregor mm-hmm. that he allegedly uh, assaulted someone mm-hmm. overseas. Did you hear anything about that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've definitely been hearing trickles of that. I don't really know the details because that is not my area of expertise. Um, And I am someone who has been over the Conor McGregor show for quite some time now. Um, I'm super surprised that the MMA community is still entertaining this guy as our biggest superstar. Uh, And with with all of his shenanigans, the sideshow. I just can't, you know. Um, there are guys that legitimately deserve that attention who are doing the right thing in the octagon, and uh, you guys keep paying attention to this guy. He might get one or two tweets from me, but that's about as far as that goes. Now, he's on a media tour now. He's like on a media blitz. Like he just had a a press conference. But I mean, you would you would like this because you, you're sick of the guy. It didn't, it didn't get a whole lot of hype. Like, a lot of people weren't talking about it. It wasn't trending on Twitter. It was whatever. Like, people are pretty much over Conor McGregor, which is great for the sport because we really do need to be over him, especially with the shenanigans. But he's on this new, you know, the reason he's on this press tour, this new, hey, hey, guys, I'm going to fight again, is because uh, he's got rape allegations out there. Mm-hmm. And they won't... You know, overseas, they can't say it's him. But I have confirmation from a source, you may know him as well, that it's him. It's Mm -hmm. definitely him. I mean, who the fuck else would it be anyway? It ain't Becky Lynch. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Could be. Could could be she is the man. So it's possible that she's the alleged person that's speaking of. But no, it's not Becky Lynch. Let's cut the bullshit. You know? Um, Yeah. Yeah, and so... So I I think that um is it's uh I, I think it's kind of uh, bullshit that he gets to do this whole tour and thing and and say hey guys you know let's I'm gonna fight again and you should like me again because I'm gonna do what you want me to do it's like well we wanted you to do that and if you were fighting and in fight camps you wouldn't be doing whatever the fuck you allegedly did you know and it's like mm-hmm. just, I, yeah no I. I I honestly can't even entertain the guy. Um, yeah. I, I give him very small pieces of my attention. 
but then I, I go ahead and keep it pushing to, you know, Ben Askren, who has been uh, beefing with Middle Easy all day long, which is that's been fairly entertaining on Twitter. Uh, the the you know the website middleeasy.com. No. Been, yeah, they uh they cover a lot of MMA events and things like that. But for some reason, Middle Easy has been uh, very feisty lately. I don't know who's running that handle, man, but uh, I don't know if you guys should tone it down a little bit. <laughs> uh, is it that bad? Like, what 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 what, 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 what kind of stuff is it? Well, they're just, you know, they're talking. For one, they're one of the only uh, web or media websites that I've seen who have been uh, actively reminding people of Conor McGregor's uh, allegations that he's that are pending right now. Well, that's so, good. They're, they're, uh, that, that's leg- that legitimizes them because I haven't seen it at all. Right. Exactly. So uh, kudos to them for that. Um, but it's just they have been in a battle with Ben Askren about tweets and retweets because – Apparently, Ben Askren retweets his own tweets to get them to the top of people's feeds. And Middle Easy was telling uh, uh, their followers that that was kind of cringeworthy. And Ben Askren replied that, you know, maybe they should take some notes on how to do some promotion because their numbers are pretty low. And Middle Easy went ahead and responded that maybe they should share that and he should share that information with his friends at the Rofkin, which I thought that <laughs> burn baby, this whole shenanigans was yeah. like, Oh, I mean, he right. But at the same time, I mean, they're right at the same time. I mean, this is going to be up on Rockfin. So now I kind of got beef with middle easy <laughs> a, a little bit. I mean, it, it's all, it's all, it's all fair love and war. If they at war, if, if, if they at war, it is what it is. You know, like I ain't gonna trip. Uh, but publicity yeah. is bad publicity, right? And I was not, go- right. You know, you you're know, right. They they went ahead and gave a shout out to Rockfin, uh, and Ben Askren, and, and ultimately ended up retweeting Metal Easy. So I think everyone is ultimately winning here, and I get to kind of sit right. over here and eat my popcorn and uh, actually <laughs> talk about it as news on your show. Controversy creates cash, as mm-hmm. Eric Bischoff once said in a book. I believe that is the title of the book. Controversy creates cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's very true. I I I. So that's why I'm like that's why I'm like whatever. If they actually gonna do this, good. It's great for Roxanne. That's great for me. Yep. I don't necessarily. I don't hate Ben Askren. He talks a lot of shit, um, but he he has skill. So it's not like he's not able to back any of it up. He's very young in his UFC career. You know, mm-hmm. and that is a very he's just in a very awkward uh stage for me and for others, you know, to really back him uh a hundred percent. But I, I don't I don't I don't mind him in, in the traditional sense. Um, not really. Uh I have before in the past, but I, I want to interview him, see what's up with him, you know, talk to him. Um, he seems like a cool interview. Definitely want to do that. Um and we're on the same platform. So, yeah, I was going to actually when you say he was retweeting his own stuff, I'm like, yeah, I do that, too. That's just because I don't think people saw it, you know, so mm-hmm. but I, whatever you could do to get your numbers up. Yeah, because he's got, you know, 
he's got to feed himself, you know, mm-hmm. in, in that regard. I mean, he makes a ton of money, but like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, let him get the fucking platform up. Good. I'm glad he's retweeting. I mm-hmm. retweet, I tag Rockfin and stuff. And, yeah. um, you know, they, I, I mean, I've talked to the, the owners and stuff like that and the, the founders of it. Yeah. Like, I, 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 you know, I, I we gotta, we gotta blow this platform up. Like I'm the only WWE, AEW pro wrestling guy, the only guy that covers all sports on rock fan period, you know? Right. So that's why, that's why we'll take a long time. We'll take 35 minutes, you know, like we did talking about uh pro wrestling and nxt and AEW and stuff like that because we i mean i gotta promote everything you know i gotta i gotta promote Brent at ben askren i'm on there liking his stuff on facebook and uh like i said i don't necessarily care but like we all in the same game you know like we right is is we we gotta we gotta promote each other so it's it's cool to see that he's in a beef with somebody and it's, it's it's crazy that i never heard of him I think maybe I did. Maybe I know their logo. I just don't know their name. It's got to yeah. be something online a lot because a lot of things I see online, I don't, you know, like you don't say their name, you don't see it on TV and stuff. So like, not a household name to you, but I, I'm 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 gonna have to go ahead and see what Ben Askren is doing. I don't think mm-hmm. I follow him on Twitter yet. I need to go ahead and do that. Yeah, no, he's a cool follow. Solid so MMA content and sports entertainment content for your for your listeners here. Now go ahead and take us home. Well, yeah, you guys know the name Ray Omoplata Soup. You can find me on Twitter at Darsh underscore Smokes. And you guys have been sports entertained. This is Legal Shield Independent Associate Sean Covington. You can find me on Facebook and you can also go to my website at sjcovington.wearelegalshield.com.